Welcome to Here's Something, a conversational podcast between two dingus boys, myself, Josh, and my good, good buddy, Jeremy. We're joined again this week by our good pal, Mitch. So, anyway, boys. Here's something. Yeah. Give it to me. Uh, the mm. We Shop channel shutting down. Wah, wah. So what is the Wii Shop channel? <laughs> I guess neither one of you boys have owned a Nintendo Wii. No. The Wii Shop channel is just... Uh, it was Nintendo's like uh, digital storefront for the Nintendo Wii console. Oh. And at that in and of itself was not so much of a big deal, except we were talking a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a few weeks or was it like last it's week? It's like every week we talk about this. It's every week we talk about digital content purchasing. Yeah. Um, so they've given people a grace period. and uh, This has been in the books for a while. It's it's no secret, but it's finally happening. So it's kind of resurfaced in news uh, cycles. Uh-huh. And so they first you couldn't use any money. Like you couldn't purchase more Wii points in the Wii shop. Okay. Which, and Wii points are the currency that you need to purchase games. Yeah. Well, then they stopped letting you add Wii points, and now they like the only thing you could do is just re-download licensed games. Like, uh, you're, you, I say licensed games, the games you purchased the the digital licenses for. Yeah. Uh, and then a, a Nintendo also said that though you still be able to re-download purchase content, those services will shut down in the future. So, so the whole thing is just going offline. Right, and if you don't stockpile your games, you're not gonna have access to that content anymore. That's poo. Why don't they just like migrate it to the eShop? They had their eShop. Nintendo's digital storefront is like the most. Just imagine like a bunch of servers being held together with duct tape, and that was like Nintendo's original mm. uh, efforts to become like online oriented. Yeah, like they're they're there were like what three four consoles in to having like internet connected consoles and stuff like that. They had the internet on the GameCube. Was the first one. Yeah, for like one or two games, right? Oh, I just meant you could connect to the internet. I don't think you could get games from it. I think you could just connect like and play multiplayer. games. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say PS2 and Xbox One did that, yeah. Dreamcast was one of the first ones, I believe. Right. Wasn't it? Yeah. But like, they still don't have a like voiceover IP for their internet services or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They were thinking of doing it with your phone for something, I think I heard. Oh, God, that fucking app was terrible. <laughs> and did you see Did you see the plugin that they wanted you to use for it? No. Okay, so since the game is audio is not running through your phone, but your voice chat is, what they would do is sell you like a $30 peripheral that would plug into both your Switch and your phone oh. and filter both those audio channels through a, a single earbud that you, you would wear. Could you just get a splitter? Uh, that's that's essentially what it was, mm. but it had a Nintendo brand on it. Yeah. I have not heard like any good things about that that app because mm. they launched it around the time Splatoon two came out. Oh really? Um, yeah. I I just heard recently I was watching like stuff about peripherals for the Switch, and uh, that was one of the ones they were talking about because there's this one place was selling a headset, but like mm-hmm. it didn't do anything. Like it it didn't like it had a microphone, but the microphone didn't do anything. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's a microphone receiver in the Switch. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there is. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. But it, I, I guess the reason I bring this story up is a larger, like, larger discussion around digital content and yeah, what what we really own versus what we don't, and all of that stuff. It's just kind of sparked like huge internet debates about that. Well, I guess you just have to you have to back it up. Similar to how like you buy a video game on a, a physical copy, like you have to hold on to that copy. So I guess I mean it's really not that bad right um and, and the problem with these these conversations is that people always tend to focus on the negative things like oh i'll never be able to get my old games again well first of all fuck boy i guarantee you that we you have isn't even plugged in if you still <laughs> have it you're never going to go back to that th- those things you're just the only reason you're whining is because somebody's saying you can't yeah and, and you know another thing is just like you said it's your responsibility they've given you plenty of time to back this stuff up yeah, and there there are definitely positive sides to just having digital content only as well, just like uh, not having physical clutter around your your living space. Yeah, your you know, we, space. we don't. Yeah, right. We don't have much of that issue around here, but like people that live in big cities and all who have very tiny studio apartments and stuff like that's a huge thing for them. Yeah, well, that's why I mean storage centers are such a big thing. Right, and not um, to mention all your, all your content is is essentially portable if you could log into your accounts from anywhere. 
Yeah. The other day I realized that all my Switch downloads were on my actual system rather than on the SD card. And I was trying to figure out how to move them, but I haven't figured it out yet. I think I may really? have to I think I have to delete them and then re-download them or something. Probably. Yeah. So Mitch, any thoughts? How do you Mitch being the youngest of the group, Mitch being only twelve years old. Yeah. How do you yeah. feel about like um, Twelve and a half, feel? fuck boy. Such, such a young oh, fit shit. boy. It's, he's got his first pube. First um, pube, big muscles. Oh, I don't know, God. man. I feel I was... like I feel like um it's kinda of, I know Nintendo is, always tries to do things that's way different from what other consoles and companies are doing. But I feel mm-hmm. like having an account that can run across all systems, just like a Nintendo account that keeps your games, um, is a plus because I know you can do that on Xbox and on it, or with at least with like backwards compatible games, mm-hmm. you can re-download them. Xbox 360 games and Xbox games on your Xbox ones, and yeah, I'd say uh, they're like the 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 epitome of swinging in the opposite direction. Yeah, sure. Well, is Nintendo's account like that? Like, no, not at all. Because our Nintendo, Nintendo is a very weird company to talk about, mainly because I, I firmly believe there's there's been a change like in the last five years. But before that, Nintendo was very a strictly Japanese business company, which meant they don't talk about competition. They don't they don't care what they're doing, and if the competition's doing something right, they don't copy them they just, because it, it seems weak. Yeah, they just you know heads I mean? down develop. They do their down. They're going to do things their own way, and mm-hmm. their way wasn't very forward thinking, because they built like, um, if you think about, let's think about it like this: if you're built, if Nintendo, I mean, a uh, PlayStation and Xbox, like Microsoft, mm-hmm. if you look at their uh, like consoles as different sections of a tunnel, no, you know that that no matter what shape, shape or size they are, you're going all the way through. Like, you, like things can just easily it connects is basically what I'm getting at. Uh huh. And what Nintendo's done is basically essentially built bunkers instead where like every, it, it could be similar, but they don't really interconnect that well to the point where yes, the Wii U did connect to the Wii shop, but the way it did it was by running an emulator of a Wii. So it was a sh- Nintendo was essentially tricking their own network into thinking your Wii U was a Wii logging into the Wii shop. Oh, it's kind of like a, yeah, I can, I mean, I can understand using that, but. In the long run, that's <laughs> probably not the best. It's definitely not. But yeah. I, like I said, their, their stuff wasn't very forward thinking. They didn't. They didn't know how to iterate and build upon their own architecture. In so a, can in you still get? Way. Can you still buy and download digital content for the Wii U? It's just the Wii. Yeah. Okay. It's just the Wii. I I believe there's some connections between the Wii U shop and the current eShop. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't really mess with the, the I mean, Wii U's. I, I know there's three DS games on the eShop. Um, that has that. That has their own accounts. Okay. Like all of that stuff. Like just last year, they launched an initi- initiative to try and interlink all of your accounts. That's weird. That's very weird. And it's very backwards. Maybe they just wanted to be very modular. To, like you know, when you develop stuff, you keep it separate. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was, but it's just. I think they just didn't think like internet gaming was going to be a huge thing. Well, for they consoles. To, they started to char- charge for it now recently, huh? Yeah. I think too. They're also they're so confident in the decisions they make that when the community sort of reaches out to them, like what happened with having to emulate a Wii on the Wii U, mm-hmm. they're completely like they're not prepared for it and have to do some ridiculous shit like that. Hmm. Right. Like I said, it just feels like hunker down on a decision. They put their fingers in their ears and they're like, this is this is the way we're going to do it. <laughs> is this, yeah, yeah, I, but like I said, I feel like that's changed in the last few years, especially with the Switch. You know, I think there, there's been some younger executives making their way up the ranks yeah. who've kind of like pushed them away from those sorts of things. And it's like the reason I focus on them being like a Japanese company is because there's definitely that culture over there still to this day, especially with companies as old as Nintendo, even Sony's. Um, if you notice, like when the PS4 launched that like whole, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like culture around the PlayStation was very like Americanized because they finally started listening to like their North American and European branches on ways to approach marketing and stuff like that. Hmm. Trying to seek, see how, people would react to things and and ways they should progress forward because the ps3 launch was so arrogant and cocky that they just sunk themselves you think that has to do with like the xbox um that kind of pushed pushed their hands towards being a more american nice culture because the xbox is a americanized like culture right i would say 
Yes, but it also it does only well in America. Yeah, and some and some parts of like Europe and stuff Europe, like that. But, yeah. Right, but they in just Japan, play FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they play. I want to say play. like the Xbox One in, in Japan maybe have has moved less than ten thousand units. They just call it a FIFA box. It's the the FA box. <laughs> It, I don't know. It's just weird. It's like, like I said, because uh, those Japanese companies, game development, especially like Nintendo, they're used to working in like microcosms. Like it used to be a lot of their stuff didn't reach across the seas. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they developed mm-hmm. a very Japanese games for a very Japanese culture. Yeah. It must be sort of strange too to be, to, to be uh, any part at all uh, of a company that's sort of built on old games. Because mm-hmm. like Nintendo, and they have. They have some good newer originals, I suppose, but a lot of their popularity is gimmicky consoles. And I'm not saying gimmicks are bad, but a lot of their consoles have a gimmick, and that's the selling point. And bringing back older games or, or a new idea that's structured like one of their older games. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and see, that's that's something I can get on board with with their thinking is that, you know, they know it's futile to get into a graphical arms race with xbox and sony even if they did outpower them it's boring and nobody's gonna care they tried that with the gamecube and it was it was considered a flop for them the gamecube really yeah it didn't sell well it's beloved but it didn't move many units Hmm. it's a cult classic of game consoles (laughs) it really is Hmm. yeah i freaking love the gamecube yeah i know i love i mean that's one of my it's probably my most one of my most played systems was my gamecube because yeah, GameCube after N sixty four, but you got to realize Nintendo is they're an up they're they're a peaks and valleys company. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like uh, s like the Nintendo came out and it was you know wildly successful. Super Nintendo came out and it had a rough start because this was an era in consoles where people weren't used to buying new consoles. Yeah, there were there were news stories whenever the uh, Super Nintendo came out, like parents being pissed off. Because mm-hmm. they thought whenever they bought the Nintendo, they were just done. That was it. Yeah. They, no, my parents. And they were thought like that. the Super Nintendo yeah. was just a cash grab. Like uh, it's the same thing. You know, they just want more money. And I don't know why I sounded like an old <laughs> like Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn housewife for that. They just want more of my they money. They just want more of the money. Jeffrey, get in here. Right the Nintendos my... are coming from my purse. Right out of my slimy pockets, they want the money. <laughs> my parents yeah. refused to buy us a Super Nintendo or Sega. We would go rent one every weekend. Oh God, us too. <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, so and and you know it did well, and then the Nintendo sixty four lit the world on fire largely due to three D graphics. But then the GameCube went down, and then the Wii was the fucking hottest thing since sliced bread, and then the Wii U tanked. So you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. It seems like th- their last few generations have just kind of either been like pie in the sky or, or down in the dirt. And See, I always thought the, the Wii was awesome, but it came out at a time when I was like I didn't have much money, so I never bought one. But the Wii U yeah. always seemed kind of weird. I, I I didn't really. Well, the Wii was super cheap, wasn't it? Didn't it launch at like two ninety nine? Yeah, but I had like no money. <laughs> when I was in grad school, all my money went to alcohol. So it makes me worry about the future of the Switch. Is what it does. Um, so like, I don't. I I think this is a unique situation, and we won't see it again, though. Okay, that's what I was curious about. Like, I was gonna ask you how do you felt about that. Um, uh, it seems like they're finally starting to try and uniform their service. Like you, you can now link like 2ds and 3ds purchases to. This is even see even this is complicated because you don't just have like you you have an overarching Nintendo account, mm-hmm. but it's not technically the same account that you're using on your Switch. They're just, That's they're just linked. Yeah, like you have a two tier account. You've got like your your overarching account, and then you've got the account you make on each console, mm-hmm. and those connect to the main account. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. in this way, they're finally able to link all your purchases. Hmm. So a similar thing happened with, um, I don't know, I mean, I think you're aware, like Sony, uh, when you buy a movie and then you redeem it online to stream it, uh, mm-hmm. Sony's shutting theirs down. And, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I think it shut down January 31st. Um, and you, they sent out emails for you to link your account with Voodoo, which would then redeem your movies that you currently have through them on Voodoo. Well, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, because most people would just be like, download all your shit. We're shutting it down. But they they must have had to pay something to Voodoo to be able to do well, that. Voodoo is actually owned by Walmart, <laughs> um, right? Which is brilliant by them. Um, 
But it fucking is. I hate giving Walmart credit too many times, but it really is. It's extremely uh, genius because they let you watch movies for free, but they have ads and they run ads for stuff that you would buy at Walmart. It's pretty smart. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Hmm. Sony's not the only company that does that because I want to say was it Ultraviolet? I think that's. I think Ultraviolet. That's the Sony and company. Sony are combined. Yeah, you're I think right. they're together. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one that co- that coordinates everything called like Movies ev- Anywhere or something like that. Yes. But that's just kind of usually, like the group. Yeah, usually when you log into those accounts, they're like, where do you want to redeem this? And you could choose like Voodoo, Apple, mm-hmm. Amazon, stuff mm-hmm. like that. The the big three. Yeah. So I linked all mine together a while ago just because I like mm-hmm. going to one central place anyway. So right. it wasn't a big deal to me. But I thought it was interesting that they were doing that. I'm all aboard that. Mm-hmm. See, in digital content with like movies, being able to access that shit anywhere is the, with as a parent and a Voodoo account full of Disney movies is yeah. fucking godsend. Yeah, I mean, I have all my Game of Thrones is on Voodoo, so it's pretty yeah, awesome. Watch that shit so now I have to put them, put the Blu-ray, and I just fucking go on Voodoo and and watch the fucking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I've always, I've always, I'm super paranoid about this stuff. It's just how I am. How about what if companies made consumers more aware on the upfront about what? just? I mean, there's really how are they gonna make them more aware? <laughs> put it in I don't the, know because this is still uncharted territory. You know what I mean? Like most we're still at the don't, very beginning of like digital licensing and stuff like that. Most users don't think about that at all. Like people don't, and they should, is what I'm saying. But I don't know. You, it's not like you could slap a Surgeon General's warning at the beginning of a digital purchase, you know. And it's bad business to be like, "Hey, this might go away one day." Just yeah. look out. You have to put in like the end user agreement, which no one reads. So yeah, it's. I'm sure it's in the EULA, but like you said, no, who thumbs through that? I almost feel like, you remember, like, whenever the internet and stuff was first coming out, they'd have, like, internet education courses for elderly and stuff. <laughs> they should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Start running commercials. Hey, kids. Oh, man. So, anyway, speaking of digital things and video games and such, again, one of my patented perfect segues. Mm. Mitch, I hear you have some news on The Division 2 for us. <laughs> nope, I don't remember. I canceled that. Speaking of the device, no, we're gonna talk about it right now. What happened? Cool, neat. Mm -hmm. All right, well, um, (laughs) because now I want to hear about it. I'm impatient. Yeah, Division Two was announced. I guess I don't know when it happened recently. I would hope. Mm -hmm. Um, and they released a couple of short trailers on Twitter. Basically, the the whole story of the game is like on Twitter. Yeah, a lot of the shorter trailers that caused a lot of ruckus were released (laughs) on Twitter. Um. And the whole story of the game is supposedly, like, now that the, the viral outbreak of the city is gone, there were, like, factions that, you know, try to fuck you up and try to take over the city. And the whole slogan, I suppose, behind these short trailers is, let's take back our country. Oh, oh nice. And <laughs> it, it upset a lot of people on all sides of the political spectrum because it's it, it is so aggressively neutral. It doesn't state who the enemy is. It's just... it. <laughs> So it, it like attacks a, oh a very basic fear that a lot of Americans have, and of course it takes place in Washington D.C. too. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that encapsulates Washington D.C. perfectly. Yeah, this, right. So this is just, in my opinion, this is just people getting their panties in a twist for no reason. Because <laughs> like, for, for sure. At the same time, though, I feel like it, even if it's a, a pretty pretty apolitical stance i feel like it's a stance nonetheless and sort of the the point of me bringing it up was um i don't know i know you boys have a lot of thoughts on whether video games should have stances like that i know a lot of people consider them art and art is pretty political as it is you read my fucking mind because that was going to be my first question is do you consider video (laughs) okay let me let me ask you boys this question first and then i'll answer your question mitch do you guys consider video games to be pieces of art yes yes I think, okay. I, raised, I think some, I, right? I think like <laughs> Well, I do as well, and there are some who don't. They're just like, well, no, it's just kind of like popcorn. It's just entertainment for now, and but, you just what? I, th- I think as a medium, I think are... video games as a medium is an art form. I don't think right. every video game is made to be a piece of art, but I think as a medium, as a whole, as as a, an entire industry, the crafting of video games and everything surrounding it is an art form. Yes, and and I agree, but I, but I feel like people who have that that thought that's in the opposite corner, like probably the last video game they played was like Pac Man, right. back when games you know didn't have enough uh, power to actually tell a story and all, and we're just in a different age now. Which I mean, a video game could be as powerful, if not more powerful, than like a movie or a book. Yeah, sure. So, I guess I bring that up to answer 
your question with, I guess it depends on the lead artist's uh, intention. Yeah. And we, we live in a very, like a, uh, what's the word? Like a social network echo chamber where people just discuss and discuss things, whether it was the artist's intentions or not. So, and granted, this is a game being made by a big studio. That's, you know, I don't want to say all games are for profit, but this one is largely geared toward like, let's make the most money possible as opposed to, I want to tell a really good story. Yeah. So I don't think it has a message. I was, was going to say, I don't think it is a message. I think people are just making something out of it. That's the thing, though, is like they like this, this, these promotions went through a team and this team is, is tasked. Their one job is to say, how will people react to this? And they yeah. thought, I, I don't know. I don't know what they thought. I wasn't there. I But I guess their <laughs> thought was it's worth it to have people talking about it versus just like an ad that they forget. Uh, well, like you yeah. said, it's so aggressively neutral. I 100% believe that is by design yeah. because they don't want to take a stance. They've got too much to lose. Not to mention Ubisoft is a, a lar- very large company with studios across the world. Yeah. yeah. So things that France and all might find taboo, we might not. I mean, France, like the French are still having revolutions, are they not? They have the I protests. I want to say there's like, pol- like uh, civil unrest over there right now. Yeah. Yeah. Venezuela is pretty big right now, too. Uh, so... Except I, I know I'm probably speaking out of term as I often do because, mm. no, fuck it, I'm 100% right as yeah, usual. Yeah, you're 100% right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on the money. I don't know why I was backtracking and just get bored with it halfway through. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this game is being touched by so many developers from so many different points of views and stuff like that. I mean, if it's got to be by design that this just has like a, a, a firm political stance of we have no stance. You think? You, know? you think it was just to get publicity like any publicity is good publicity like i absolutely no. think it was that way really? i don't really? think i think they would have made smarter advertisements because they're not good promotions they're short like shitty <laughs> well, see, but they, all right but i'll, I'll say this i think they luck their way into the the washington situation sure as far as like creating a conversation around this game is concerned but so did did any of y'all watch the promotional footage like stuff for the, the first division when they released uh. all the little movies and all I think it yeah, was similar. They, they went in pretty hard, but they went in like they went in like action movie style. That's what all this feels like to me. Is just like an action movie plot. Yeah, I don't think it's trying to say anything. It's just no. Here's a reason for you and your friends to go around a popular city and shoot up a bunch of exactly. dudes and not feel bad about it. I think they're doing the exact same publicity they did for Division One, and just right. because of the the nature of the world right now, that it was taken a certain way. <laughs> yeah, people are digging into it and attaching their own values to things, and it's just it's muddying the waters for everything, to the point where I just wish people would shut the fuck up, because <laughs> it's gonna stop stuff like that is gonna stifle the games industry as a whole. Here's people will something. stop taking chances. Shut here's something. Up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, here's uh, for real. Okay, last has either of you boys played Last of Us? Uh, no. Uh, or, or are you familiar with the opening scene? Yes. Still no. That is okay. Well, it's a very powerful scene to me personally because this game came out or like not long after I had my first child, mm-hmm. and in it, the the main character Joel has his uh, his daughter. Like like uh, it, the game opens up at the beginning of the apocalypse, basically. Mm-hmm. Like you're living in a normal house, you get um. Uh, like you get home, you're, you're hanging out with your daughter and stuff like that. And then the news reports come in and then the neighbors start acting crazy. So naturally, the first thing you do is hop in a car and try and get out of town. Mm-hmm. And in the sequence, like his daughter accidentally gets shot by like a, I forget, I guess it was just like an army grunt mm-hmm. who was just protecting a bridge because, you know, this whole city's been quarantined off until the army could figure out what to do. Yeah. And, and she dies in his arms. And like to ha- up until recently, video games just didn't do that shit. Where like a kid gets killed. No, you know what I mean. Like even, even games still even games to this day where you have a weapon and they program like child NPCs in the game, you can't hurt them. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if I'd hate to like if with with stupid ass groups like the anti-vax movement and flat earthers and shit like that, if they start getting too loud to where they start pressuring. And I use them. Let's just say, like, people got really offended that a child character died in a video game mm-hmm. and suppressed, like, Naughty Dog from ever making another artistic game again. Like, that'd be a huge fucking loss, dude. Yeah. That game went places, and, like, that story went places. And, like, games are just starting to get great stories. Well, I mean, they did stuff similar. I mean, if you look back, like, 
Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the airport scene. Yeah, the no Russian. Yeah. No oh. Russian gets cited in every conversation that yeah, he's talking about. It was about a huge like, controversy. I mean, even if you look back to the first Call of Duty, the first mission, I think, is Stalingrad. And like, oh, with the with the nuke? No, no. You just see like the original World War Two Call of Duty. Like you just oh. see so many people get gunned down. Like it's pretty insane. Yeah, I just remember that being like a really. Yeah, I remember when Call of Duty had like a a meaningful campaign. Yeah, I remember that was that like was a cool. huge. It was a huge deal when it came out. Like I remember when my 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 parents bought it for me, and I couldn't believe that they actually bought it for me. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing that. I'm glad you brought up No Russian because that's actually I should have went with that one instead of the point I was trying to make with Last of Us because uh, I pulled Last of Us because it was personal to me. No, I thought like, it was no, good. I thought it was a good point. No Russian. There's no way any game would make that today. You don't think? Like, no, no games company would okay that today. Activision, like 15 years ago, when did that game come out? Was it 10 or 15 years ago? It was a long time ago. I don't know. Might have been like 12 years. Yeah. There's no way they would they would uh, green light that. You think? No fucking way they would green light that today. They're, they're too big and they got too much to lose and people like shit their panties on the internet way too much now. Maybe so. I mean, w- I'm trying to think of another point. Game. <laughs> Look how people are freaking out about Ubisoft making some uh, commercials about Washington, D.C. and people shooting each other in a video game that hasn't come out yet. Mm. You really think people would like be okay with like a mission where you shoot c- c- civilians in an airport would be all right? Yeah, probably not. Especially after they have had like airport shootings and stuff now. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, the whole point of that scene was to convey, like, the gravity of the situation it is to be deep undercover. Yeah. And how difficult the, the choices one makes for the greater good of his country. Yeah. I read it. That's what, the, that's what you played. You played a, uh, an agent deep undercover yeah. with some Russian military guys staging a coup. And this was just one of their missions they had you do. What I thought was interesting, I read an article the other day where they were like, do you know that you don't have to shoot anyone in that mission? No, you <laughs> and, definitely don't. And I was like... Man, I never thought about that. I just gunned That's down the everybody. Thing. If you if you don't <laughs> if you don't pull the trigger at all, you fail. You can shoot at the ceiling. Yeah, um, you can just shoot uh, uh, up. Actually, no. I think you can get away with not pulling the trigger. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think you have to shoot. But at the end, it forces you to shoot cops. Yeah, you have to shoot the police, uh, armed forces. Yeah, who are there to stop you? Yes. Yeah, I don't think you can get so, past it if you don't. But like I said, that was all to convey like the gravity and the heaviness and just like the the how shitty the world works sometimes. Yeah. That was a really good. It was a good, that was a really good like. It was powerful in storyline without really being good. disrespectful. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, just the world today won't <laughs> accept that. I don't feel like Ramirez. They won't even take let the Burger Town. <laughs> they won't even let like a game come out before they start trashing. Like it's may, perhaps story points. You maybe know what I mean? maybe saying take your country back was. I I think it's that specific. It's like a very specific advertisement that they pulled out of the story. It's like, because the story is about, like, post-apocalyptic factions. Yeah, it has yeah. nothing to do with with anything. And they chose to pull the line, take your country back. It's all context. Because, yeah. okay, if me and you have a conversation about MAGA, and then the next thing we talk about, oh, hey, do you see the Division's tagline is take your country back? Yes, you can make that line. Yeah. But again, these people, these people are like uh, U- Ubisoft is lar- largely in Montreal. Yeah, they don't see this shit like on the news twenty four seven like we do, or at least I don't think they do. Yeah, well, you know, the company that makes the division is from Sweden, actually. Exactly. Well, see, even further. Yeah, they, you know, they just thought video game development is very hard, and a lot of these guys spend a lot of time in the office and away from their families, and especially away from like media and entertainment and stuff like that so to them all they're focused on is the storyline of the game mm-hmm. and this is probably just a tagline that one of the rebel groups or factions use to rally the troops or something like that and that's probably all this is but people are making much larger connections and leaps in logic yeah that's how i feel about it yeah anyway. i feel kind of the same way uh i i i i i just don't think it was intentional like i said i think it was just I'm with Mitch where I think it could have got caught if they did focus groups, and I would imagine they do focus groups. Yeah, um, but maybe they not saying it could have been pre- couldn't have been prevented. I just don't think they meant to like. Maybe not. I don't think they meant to take anyone's stance, but like my whole point is they they knew it would get a reaction, mm-hmm. and they chose to, maybe they knew people would have a political stance about their apolitical stance, and they they chose to to send it out. And I don't know. I thought it's like an interesting tactic. I just don't my my whole point of this was should games have a stance at all or be able to provoke 
certain stances. I think they can, think, but I, yeah, it's up to them. I think they'll they'll suffer monetarily. Is that yeah. the word I'm looking for? I think they can if they want to. I don't think they have to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about how cool a cool a villain Makarov is now. You guys can fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so did they scrub this off the internet? Like it's gone? Like it's just. I Probably. couldn't, I couldn't see, find it when I hopped Their reaction to the backlash is what makes me give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, they just didn't realize. That, yeah. that actually makes me feel... I I feel um, like I lose respect for them for taking it down. Cowards. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Get it back up. They couldn't take, take our country back. Take the internet I don't know. back. I also think it's really interesting because... Um, I don't know if I've brought it up before. I, I play a lot of indie games versus AAA games. Yeah. And a lot of indie games have stories that are that are so boiled down to like one basic element, and they're super obscure and, and super vague. Mm-hmm. And so for me to see any AAA game that has like a set like, yep, country's fucked up, <laughs> it's it's like so strange to me. It's like, it's such a polarizing thing to see. So I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Well, I remember there was there was a few weeks where like a lot of these these same discussions were happening pre-release of Far Cry Five. Yeah, that's what I was I was about to bring up Far Cry Five actually. <laughs> Let's talk about it. But like, see, and and I want to say like the exact same thing happened in that situation. Like they started that game like two, three years ago. And then like the situations they were going about in the game. Yeah. At least the situations kind of like hinted at in the marketing just kind of naturally developed in the mm-hmm. the world. And they didn't mean to, to make these kinds of connections, but it just kind of lined up that way. Isn't that why they moved the setting of the game? Like wasn't it originally supposed to take place in Georgia? No, I think it was always supposed to be Montana because they needed a reason for having like such isolation and bad cell service, and mm. a lot of that stuff is wide open plain. I thought I had read somewhere that it was supposed to be in Georgia, and they moved it. For Maybe some during like original pitches. Mm. I think it was always developed as Montana. Maybe so. I can't remember. Yeah, but that game did have some backlash, though. I mean, it's the uh, I guess it was like the Evan. How do you say that word? Evangelical. Evanescence. Evangelical, yes. Evangelical. Um, then they like get angry about the game or something like that because they said it. Yes, because them. people were projecting uh, like Trump supporters onto those characters and that thing. Hmm. Like they related Trump supporters to the the groups that you'd fight against. You no, know, I think almost every group can be related to that group. It's like any group yeah. that goes so headstrong, they won't listen to anything else. I mean, and that's the point I was trying to make earlier. I was probably not very clear about it. It's just you can project any meaning you want on anything with enough explanation. Yeah. Anyone can be the good guy and anyone can be the bad guy, depending on from the right point of where view. you're at, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's what I thought was neat about Far Cry 5, because if you you kind of like, who is the bad guy? During, during parts of the game, you're just kind of like, wait, who is the bad guy? Am I the bad guy right. now? Um, and, and this is back to my uh, point I was trying to make earlier also. People need, just need to shut the fuck up. Let the game come out. <laughs> we could see it. Because yeah. the, division, the Division story, I was super pumped for that. And then it was like a big wet fart. Like, oh, you're talking the about story the... ended up not mattering. The original Division, yeah. yeah. Like, it just made for a cool setting, and that was about it. Yeah. Like, and then the story just kind of immediately got out of the way. And I, I would bet <laughs> dollars to donuts that's exactly what was going to happen in the second game. It was just such a like horrible, anticlimactic moment when you just go to the guy's apartment. <laughs> right like, it's just like this guy uh you make me this virus this fucking ross trent up in there just like <laughs> oh god <laughs> it never stops i told you not to test me champion sound <laughs> uh here's something guys boys people in the audience um there's an ai company called deep mine and they are they started I've seen that porno. Oh you've seen it. Yeah, it's so good. Fucking deep. <laughs> deep mind does Dallas. <laughs> um <laughs> they uh, they decided they they wanted to build an AI that played games and you know they built AIs that did like chess and and go and they're like well, what about like complicated video games? Can we build an AI that would be good at that? Spoiler alert boys they already did his name's Jude Minchin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they they created an Alpha Star project. Um, and Alpha Star Project, they're trying to create an AI that plays StarCraft 2. I was going to say, Alpha Star Project sounds like a game being kickstarted right it's now. It's a pretty bad name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gene Ben Jones. Have you ever wanted a space game that just, like, got you? We're working on Alpha Star Alpha Project. Star. It sounds like an 80s sci-fi movie. 
Alpha Star. We got Mark Hamill to come in and look at some pictures while we took pictures of him. Boys, our mind's so fucking deep. You better get on this. <laughs> so what's interesting is I like the way that they did it. They what they did was they had it play people in the office first. Mm-hmm. And they developed like basically like two versions of the AI. And the AI then played itself over and over again. Like the <laughs> Congratulations. Other, like the other you played yourself. AI. And it, it, like one would beat the other, and then the other one would beat the other. It was like just constantly one was getting better, 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 and it built up. So then they brought in, a, I think you are aware of uh, esports. Like you have some knowledge behind it, right? So what's an an esports? Oh god. Okay, so Team Liquid. They brought in a <laughs> Here's team. Here's something: people play video games for money now. It's fucking nuts. I'll shut up. So they brought in um, a Team Liquid player, a pro player. Um, mm-hmm. and Alpha Star beat him five games in a row. So, but but they they had limited what race you could play in the game. Um, mm. and it wasn't his main race. So then they brought in another Team Liquid player whose that was his main race was the one beat him five times in a row. So that's where they are now. Um, I don't know what they're planning on doing next. Uh, they're talking about going with like Dota two and stuff like that, trying different games. What I'm interested in is, like, I'm a big fan of playing PvE games, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I enjoy doing mostly. What does that mean for this? Like, can we get actual AI in PvE games to make it so that way enemies just aren't, like, stupid, blundering, walking around I mean, you're idiots. still going to be playing robots, JB. I don't know what gets you so horny about beating robots. I want to be smart. I know, but that gets him horny. He wants to know how horny yes. he should be. Makes him nut fucking I, want, <laughs> I need to make a mark on my horny meter. <laughs> Of how horny I should be. He's in the red. <laughs> it's, it's right there above Ben Affleck. Horny code yeah. orange. Oh, Ben Affleck. I know how much code you love orange. Ben Affleck. That's, that's, that's horny code pink. <laughs> it's as horny as you could be without just busting all the nuts. <laughs> horny code white. Um, well, to put your mind at ease, I mean, like, developers could have always programmed these, these games to just completely obliterate your ass. What do you mean? No, PVE games are specifically balanced, like with a, a difficulty to fun ratio. That's why they put in different different difficulty levels in most like single player games. Yeah, they could tune this this thing to like be as hard or as lax as they want to be. But wouldn't it I be... think that's something different then, because they they program a spe- specific difficulty path. This this thing actually learns the games yes. and strategies that that professional players have. You know, this game's been in, in esports for twenty plus years. Right. So the fact that it can it can learn new ways to play the game after twenty years of being competitive is is wild. But right, the the more significant right that's the more significant thing is that this is coming from an outside source. It's not the game playing itself; it's an AI playing the game. Yes. Yeah. So that I, I'm just trying to touch on like specifically PVE games mm-hmm. because when you're playing a player versus environment game, you're playing against the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this isn't you're playing against an inside element. This is an outside source. So I don't think PVE games will be affected by this at all. Yeah. All right. Well, let me let me pitch to you what, what I'm thinking. All right. So you played um, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, right? Yes. So what if they put <clears throat> like uh, um, auto generated missions, right? Mm-hmm. And then they use this AI every time you played it. So you would play it once, and you would defeat it a certain way. You defeat that base. Boom. You got it. The AI learns from its defeat, and the next base changes its strategy when you attack it. Like, wouldn't that make a more interesting gameplay? Like, to me, that would just be awesome. I'm conflicted. Mitch, you take this one while I try and clarify how I want to speak. I think this. it's like a like a really, it's a really specific concept because I play a lot of roguelikes. I would I would break my entire computer if I if the roguelikes <laughs> that I played learned to to kick my ass harder than they already do. Yeah, I don't think it works um, for every type of game. Yeah, I think I just right, and I think sorry, like dif- I think difficulty pathing is is you know it's not perfect, but I think it's good for now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any game, unless specifically di- designed around this concept, would be helped by it. And I know like Jude, you and I have talked about Echo before, where the game supposedly learns right. how to how to trick you more and more as you go along and it, and it learns what you did previously and adapts itself mm-hmm. um and that game was specifically designed around that concept so i think there's there's room for it in games in general i just don't know how, ma- how many games 
I think it all just and the problem with that is it all kind of just breaks down to like an if this then that scenario. Sure. Because I watched a lot of play of that Echo game and it sounded like a bold concept, but then whenever you watch it, all it is is punishing you for doing things. Yeah. Because yeah. like it's like okay, you're running a lot. Well, they're gonna run faster than you, so you better stop running because they're they're mimicking your behavior. Mm. So if you run, they run. If you don't run, they don't run. That's how you solve that problem. And to me, that's pretty boring. Mm. But um, I get what you're saying, JB. Like you want it to be like a more realistic feeling yeah. enemy that you're going up against. I think it'd be cool to have it advance as you go. Like so. But that's it, to me that's not interesting because AIs don't care about fun. They care about efficiency. So they're gonna find out the fastest way and easiest way to kill you. Well, they can, and then they're gonna do that. You could put limiting factors into it to 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 make it fit differently. But that's what video game AI already does. That's the uh, thing, though, too, is is like you can you can have it learn different strategies and think for itself. But yeah, no matter what, okay. no matter what, if on the other end there is a there is a human brain calculating it, it's gonna think of something the AI can't. I don't think it's it's gonna be impossible to beat it, but it it challenges you. It's a new challenge instead of yeah. you know an AI that gets stale or like that makes super obvious mistakes or you know is super obviously or not you win because the ai ran into a pathing error right yeah. or is or is just way too goddamn difficult because it's programmed to perfectly execute something you know yeah yeah i mean hello neighbor was the the the, the flagship of this but i don't think the way to implement it was the best um mm-hmm. yeah. so i think if a if a company could implement it and like I think, like a game like Ghost Recon Wildlands is like the perfect type of game because people want an auto-generated mission thing. Um, yeah. And I think this would be the, an awesome way to do it, where like it changes each time, um, and it would just be more interesting, you know? Yeah, I get it. So you I have get to, it, I guess. you have to recon. I, well, no, you have I to get plan. it. I just don't. I, I just don't think it's that completely different from what like in-game AI but, has already. No, been it's totally different because because. The AI now is programmed to react. That's all it does, right? It's programmed to follow a certain path and react to stuff. That's all it does. This is going to... I suppose. But this is... I mean, that's what it is. They don't go any further than that. This is going to learn from stuff that happens. Like, it's going to... It's going to choose its own reactions versus being programmed to do so. It's not going to be if, then, this. It's going to decide what the if, then, this is. Yeah. I guess, I guess I'm coming around on your, your your thought pattern. I think it could be amazing. Like I mean, it could be interesting and very, but it's a very specific situation. I mean, even about MOBAs, you know? like you look at MOBAs or RTS, like those games could. I mean, you could play people uh, versus but AI. But I guess my question of that is just why not just play against another human? Then I think some people don't like that. I, I think know. the main the main highlight of this article is especially for esports training. It's it's designed to challenge you to play in the yeah. smartest most. Like it's it's supposed to make you play in ways that you didn't think of. Yeah. Which, okay. Which I don't yeah, okay. think which I don't think current game AI AI really does. I think it's like it's no. okay practice, but in terms of training, I yeah I don't know. I think it's cool for that. Um, I don't know how cool it would be in mainstream games. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like I love the idea of like like artificial intelligence and, and learning programs and all that stuff. It's just I don't know. When it comes to this, I just don't find it to be that necessary, I guess. You think yeah. it's like an overkill for something that doesn't need a change? I think so. Yeah, I can see that. I think it's I think it's cumbersome and, and I don't know. I think once it gets to the point where it's easily done, where it's not such a huge mm-hmm. task like it is now, then maybe it will take off. But um And if it if it's like an interesting concept. Like, okay, let's let's break down Hello Neighbor. Yeah. You know I I know like we've seen reviews and all that, that game is not like that stellar of a game and all that stuff and that the game it's kind of simplistic in its learning and stuff yeah. like would that game be improved by just making it asynchronous multiplayer yes but i mean i feel like if it's multiplayer i mean you'd have to even up the odds a lot because i feel like the the protagonist not the protagonist the antagonist in the in the game has a lot more advantage than the than you do right isn't that what the Friday the Thirteenth game and Dead by Daylight do? Though, yeah, I guess so. But they, yeah, they balance it by putting more people and giving them certain things. There are ways to balance it. And all that. I, I don't know. I'm sorry to be a wet blanket on this whole thing. I'm just trying to wrap my my mind around the concept and what it could possibly be used for. Yeah, I think Other I don't know. Just like I, I also want to bring militaristic up, um, shooters. Like I want to bring up uh uh like chess bots because chess is a simple 
game. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the fact that it can, that sort of technology can be put into something that much more complex as Star- as StarCraft is, even for human brains. Yeah, yeah, that is fucking cool. Yeah. Now, one thing I will admit when I read about this, and I didn't bring it up earlier, I forgot, is a lot to do with StarCraft is how fast you can um, do things, like physically. APMs, actions per minute. Yeah. yeah. Well, a computer can do it like instantaneously. I mean, you're talking about nanoseconds. So yeah, that's a huge like advantage. advantage. <laughs> um yeah, and, and like I said, don't get me wrong. I think this the whole large conversation that we're having about this is super fucking cool. But I, I'm specifically focusing on the what does this mean for the PVE games yeah. aspect. Yeah, that's yeah. And you don't see it. I think it's cool. I don't know. I, I see it if it's implemented well, it could be cool as shit. But the problem with learning computers is that they're always going to learn to be the most efficient that they could possibly be, and that's going to lead to you getting your uh, ass handed to well, you, you eventually. Can, you can put penalties for for what they call it. They call it overfitting. And then, okay, here's my counter-argument. Why even have a learning computer if you're going to stifle it? Wait, what? Say it again? Why even have a learning program if you're going to stifle it? But you, I mean, you're not you're not stifling the whole thing. You're just giving it a little bit of a disadvantage. That's all you're doing. I get what he's... I kind of get what he's saying uh, in terms of, like, if it's too good, then you have to restrict it, and what's the point? Yeah. I don't know, though. There, there's, like, there's, there's something about the concept that I'm not able to... Vocalize. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, okay, if you're gonna essentially put a cyber brain in there, but then put some fucking chains on it, why even bother putting the brain in there? Because it'll be why not just have conventional game AI? It would still, it will still be more interesting than conventional game AI to me, because because it's evolving to your play style. It's not just if then this. All right. Anyway, are we ready to go? Yep. Intro us. Take us in, Big Daddy. It's time for Review Crew, where each week we deploy drones deep within the bowels of Amazon and find the greatest reviews for our listening pleasure. It's still... The bowels of Amazon still (laughs) fucks me up. Say pleasure. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, So our first product um, is the cast... I don't even know how to pronounce that. Cashel Daddle Saddle. It absolutely is. <laughs> for fifty fucking dollars. Is it really fifty dollars? Forty two ninety nine. Man, you round up. <laughs> Do you have to have sex with each other dollars? Mm-hmm. I'm unfamiliar with fucking dollars. Hey man. Fucking dollars. Don't you start. Those hard earned dollars. <laughs> Listen, I will not have you guys besmirch the good name. There are hard working mommels and daddles out there <laughs> who would love to buy a casual saddle for the little boy. Jeet's fucking girl. ordering one right now. It's in his cart. <laughs> what? No, shut up. Stop mirroring my screen. <laughs> Alright, so let me talk about my first review. Dude. First review is by Space Lord Mother Mother. Fuck. Gives it, gives it one star. It says, worst Sibian ever. <laughs> <laughs> the attachment is too wide. Bought tears to my eyes, and due to hygiene concerns, I cannot return to Sibian. <laughs> How did that? How did that one stay on there? I don't know. That was pretty fucking. How did funny. they not remove that review? I don't think people know what it, what he's talking about. For the most part, it's the internet. Everybody knows everything. <laughs> um, my second review is from Steve O'Grady. Gives it one star. Says not really up to the task. This product is, after due consideration, not really up to scratch. I tried it on at least half a dozen occasions, since I didn't want to complain based on just one seagoing experience. My son didn't share the sensible and constructive approach, and proved harder and harder to find each time I required his assistance in in product (laughs) testing. No matter how many times we put the product through its paces, it produced the same result. A completely flat kid, and a trip to casualty. I just got what this thing actually is. Oh, really? I thought it was. I thought it was just like a cloth saddle. No, it is, but it's for piggyback yeah, rides. Yeah, you put it dads. on the dad oh, and the God. kid rides it. Oh my God! Do you have the review from Graham Martin? I've got a whole new. Go, kink now. go ahead, man. It's a long one. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Graham Martin says two stars out of five. Buyer beware. Does not come with a new daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and his review is like this. Like anyone would be, I was thrilled when I got the text message notifying me that my daddle set had arrived. I rushed to the bus as soon as I finished with homeroom and told all of my friends that my new daddy was waiting for me at home, and that the first thing we would do is play horsey and then go out for a cheeseburger and milkshake. I ran all the way home from the bus stop, 
and up to the door of my house. Panting heavily, I stood in the front door, realizing that today it was more than just a door. It was a threshold to a whole new life. With the new dad here, I wouldn't have to put up with Todd and his messed up rules anymore. I don't know what mom <laughs> sees in him anyway. <laughs> Visions of horsey rides, baseball games, and fishing trips in my head. I opened the door and stepped through the portals of my new life, and then I saw it. The box from Amazon. It was small. Too small. Something was wrong. There was no way a daddy would fit in there. Panicked, I let my backpack drop to the floor and ran to the box. Dropping to my knees, I tore open the package. To my dismay, all I found was the daddle, but no dad. I tore through the paper at the bottom of the box. Nothing. Oh, I thought to myself, maybe this box is one of two. And as I turned the box over to check the packing slip, nope, this was it. Desperate now, I checked the documentation to see if there was a coupon code I could re redeem online for a new dad. Nothing. As I sat stunned in silence, the torn remnants of the box and packing paper and plastic scattered around me, Todd walked into the room and said, What the? Clean this mess up. I'm going out for some smokes, and this place better be spick and span by the time I get back. <laughs> you know that moment in A Christmas Story when Ralphie decodes the secret message from Little Orphan Annie only to discover that it is just a commercial for Ovaltine? That is even close to the level of disappointment I experienced. Pros. Saddle is well made and item arrived quickly. Cons. No new daddy. <laughs> I do love how viewers are still like product arrive quickly. Yeah. yeah. That cracks me up every time. <laughs> Fucking Todd. Oh god, how do you friend somebody over Amazon customer? <laughs> <laughs> Just put a comment on there. Somebody docked this guy sure, for us. I'm pretty sure Mitch wrote that review. Yeah, that's what he was at it already. He was like, oh shit, we're doing dad yeah. saddle this week. <laughs> I improv it. I was writing it out in real time. He even bought one so that verified purchaser would show up by his name. <laughs> You gotta live the gimmick. Yeah. Alright, so my next review is from Abert. Gives it one star. It says, What the even heck? <laughs> I can't believe this daddy saddle doesn't even work with my uncle. It broke and it smells <laughs> like meat. I am so titted off. <laughs> titted off? <laughs> I'm so penis off right now. <laughs> so titted off. God, I'm so dick. They're titting me off, <laughs> just, William. Just dicked out of my mind right now. <laughs> I wonder if your uncle is just, like, really fat, and that's why it doesn't work. <laughs> maybe, he meant to, maybe he meant to review his spine, and not the daddy oh. set. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> um, Alright, this one's from uh, Natalie Valencia Hughes. <laughs> one star, take my advice, do not buy the saddle. Ever since I've seen some top 10 videos on YouTube, parents find out the saddle is very disturbing. Please don't <laughs> buy this for your kids. Too inappropriate. <laughs> it should come with a warning, not for moms. Yeah, not for moms. Moms can't handle the daddle saddle. You have to get the mom mommel saddle. I have another really good, really long one. Go ahead. Uh, fuck yeah, Jake. Jake says, five stars out of five. My time as an underground daddle user. <laughs> After reading all the great reviews in 2011, I surreptitiously, surreptitiously purchased a daddle for myself. As a father of several small children, I thought it would be a perfect way to entertain them. Little did I know that it would lead to a life of fear. Fear of every child in my neighborhood. It started out innocently <laughs> enough, putting it on after naps in the afternoon. What a way to wake them up from their groggy interludes. We raced around the basement floor, each child trying to outdo the other. Then came the outfits. Each child had to have a different outfit. Ben liked the traditional cowboy look, while Jenna went for the distraught medieval maiden attire. These outfits were fine, until Alex decided he wanted to wear a Roman warrior uniform, complete with a spear and shield. Let me tell you that a heavy shield does not feel good when dropped across the back of your neck. I could put up with this well enough, but then came the daddle parties. As my children got older, they realized their dad was quite unique. Playdates at their friend's house just weren't as fun. Soon they were inviting the neighborhood kids over for daddle rides. How could I refuse the sad looks on their faces? My wife even encouraged them, chanting, Daddle! Daddle! It was ridiculous having to give every snot-nosed four-year-old a ride just because my kids happened to know them. Even their parents got in on the action, no doubt taking secret videos to post later on YouTube. <laughs> Look at that dumb father. What a kind of trot is that? He broke into a canter and then stopped? What an idiot. Everybody knows you can't do that. Listen to him, nay. Totally unrealistic. I, I sometimes still hear, hear the ridicule in my head. And eight people found this helpful, which is really good. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just got cooked into being a horse for a kid's party. <laughs> the great neighbor. part about that is I, I can't tell if that's real or not. 
It could very well just be a really angry dad. Nobody lies on the internet. Yeah. These oh, are man. all 100% real. I I, ver- I call the <laughs> users to make sure. He said, that should be like our own spoken rule. We treat these all as 100% accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so, one funny thing is that after looking at the data saddle, my recommendations is a wallet, three different types of underwears, undershirts, socks, and a belt. You're a dad now. Yeah, that's it's it. Like, yeah. It's a dad pack. Amazon's like, this guy's for sure a dad. Just are gonna have sex with a male prostitute. Needs a new, way. needs a new belt, new wallet. Just, just please get rid of my old wish Three list. different kinds of underwear. Put this all in my wish list. Some fingerless gloves is also on there now. Oh, man. Super dad wish list. Um, my next review is from Brett Willis. Gives it one star, and he says, Kids these days, always playing it safe. The data was going to ruin valuable father and son relationships by introducing a layer of protection for the father's backside. <laughs> Thus completely <laughs> taking the fun and enjoyment out of riding cowboy style. It's supposed to be rough, adventurous, and thrilling. I don't know about you guys, but I prefer riding my father bareback. This dad's a pervert. If sitting on my my dad's back doesn't pound my olives into fine oil, skin to skin contact is very important for the first twenty years. Skin to skin contact. If I'm not draping my dad's legacy bareback onto his own skin, what's even the point of riding his back? He wants to feel those grandkids being rude in there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Welcome to being a parent, JB. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> right, can I move on to my next product? Yep. Sure. All right. So my next product is the QQ onesie adult pajama panda onesie Halloween costume for men, women, animal onesie. I'm trying to figure out if it's a onesie or not. I can't. I don't know. I wish they would tell us if it was. <laughs> yeah. Is that supposed to be onesie? It looks like onesie. I don't know. I think it's it is onesie. Spell- no, they, they misspelled. Yeah, they misspelled onesie. They misspelled on, onesie I need to put on twice. My onesie. You're right. It's onesie twice. One of them says onesie. The name of the, the, the brand onesie. is QQ onesie. QQ onesie. Maybe, they really maybe. fucked it up this time, didn't they? <laughs> you really bonered that. <laughs> they you? really biffed it, huh? Hmm. Maybe onesie is the name of the actual panda that this is modeled after. Maybe mm. so. Do you think it's a real-life panda? Yeah, I think it's a real-life panda real, with an they, Asian woman's face they, and, and human skin. They skinned an actual <laughs> panda for each one of these. <laughs> and somehow put it in different sizes. Different That's si- a lot of skin for one panda, guys. I don't know about that They have one. different sized pandas. <laughs> they name them all QQ onesie. <laughs> That's the secret. They're all Alright, let's get to it. You made me choke in my drink. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Alright. <laughs> my first review is from Saskia Lance. I can't pronounce her name. Okay. Yeah, you can't. Let's go. Says five. St- you know, furries use this to fuck, right? Yes, that's kind of what this first review kind of goes. <laughs> so, oh my god, no. I'm so sorry. This <laughs> is a random observation. No. I mean, I, I, that's kind of how I took it. So it's a five star review. Says super soft. It says I purchased this for my son that won't use a robe around the house. <laughs> he loves wearing this onesie, <laughs> and he is 21 years old. <laughs> oh man, fuck yeah. I can't wait to be Saskia Lance's son. <laughs> so, like, you think this dude's just walking around naked? And he's like, I refuse to wear a robe, mom. And then she buys him this, and he's like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Get up in that. He's my spirit <laughs> animal. Do you think panda. he walks around naked? Yes. He walks around naked and then uses his dong as like a bell. <laughs> mom! Slap, 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 slap. Slap, 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 slap. I'm hungry. I want my slap, bear slap, back slap, slap. ride. <laughs> Can you Mom, where's my fucking Pop-Tarts? You gotta eat your vegetables. I don't want to eat them. Uses uh, <laughs> encumbered dong to slap oh the vegetables God. off the counter. Can you imagine the terror of hearing him walk down the hallway? <laughs> you fucking walk. You just hear three, like, footsteps. <laughs> In cancer. Oh, my God. Mom. Come on. <laughs> it's half past noon. I'm hungry. Oh, your book group's here. <laughs> oh, this space is so much fun to play in. <laughs> I just don't understand. He's like 21 years old. And just like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm walking around naked. 
<laughs> Mom, you've known me for 21 years. It's about time you see my fucking dog. Come on, we're all adults here. You've seen it before. Come on, Mom, I know you've seen dogs before. At least once or I wouldn't be here. Oh, so you want me to be a panda now, Mom? Will that make you happy? Does this so please sorry. you, Mother? I'm so sorry I was fired as a sign spinner, Mother. Does this please you? Perhaps I should punish myself, Mommy. Starts whipping himself with a belt in front of her. What do you think of this? What do you, so sorry, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Flagellating. She's she's figured it all out by purchasing him a panda onesie, and now he's all, <laughs> he's all fine. Now he's a fine Thank boy. You. Yeah. Now he's a happy dandy boy. Happy, happy panda dandy boy. We should do the the QQ onesie challenge where we wear one of these to a job interview and see if we can be hired. Do you think? <laughs> do you think this onesie just keeps in the sun's immeasurable power? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it makes them want to eat, like, a shit ton of just, like, bamboo and want to take naps all day long? <laughs> just a little side effect. He's destroyed my bamboo garden. It, it sated my 21-year-old son bloodlust for now. He won't stop staring at my bonsai tree, whispering the homeland to himself. On the plus side, we sure are watching a lot of Karate Kid now. <laughs> Why not Kung Fu Panda? Why Karate Kid? Uh, he's not a fan of Jack Black. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Who is? <laughs> I'm joking. I, I like I like, right. I like Jack Black. I would have a beer and sex with. In Jack case Black. Jack Black listens to this, look, I'm a huge fan. All right. Somebody, somebody at Jack Black about yeah. a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Jack Black. God damn it, never changed. We you. all love you. We'll bu- I want to kiss your face and Cage's head. Give me your address, Jack Black, and I'll I'll send you a QQ onesie. <laughs> And, and sneak in and sleep in your bed, but not in a weird way. I'll send way. you a daddle saddle. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, my next review is from Sophia Wang. Five stars says, I love this product. You want to know why she loves this product? It allows you to use the bathroom without taking the whole thing off. Dude, you Fuck didn't even give yeah. me time to there's guess. A, That's exactly what I was going to There's a goddamn guess. flap in the back. You just what? flap that shit, and then flap? you shit. <laughs> so you got a new do. tagline. It's <laughs> a tagline. TM. It, it's also this. This product's interesting because it, it comes in panda black or panda white. Panda white. <laughs> but the faces <laughs> are totally different on the two different pandas. I'm just glad panda white's still getting work after Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> that was a goddamn good joke. Wow. <laughs> that was a great. Holy shit. It was for older people. I doubt Mitch gets the rest. That's a good one. <laughs> Mitch, Vanna White was the name of the lady who turned the letters on Wheel of Fortune. I muted my mic. My roommates are being loud. Oh, oh that's fine. We could put them in the podcast. Yeah. Special guest. Welcome to the podcast. Mitch's fucking roommates. Mitch's loud roommates. Mitch's one of the loud fucking roommates. <laughs> Alright, that's it for the panda onesie. I wish it weren't. Aw, come on, guys. This one only has one review. That's funny. Um, It's for... I didn't know that this is a name for toddler blankets, but apparently it's a type of toddler blankets called the muslin toddler blanket. Whoa, GB. Which is like M... Wait, muslin? M-U-S-L-I-N. N as in neighbor. N as in nectarine. N as in neighbor. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and is Nevada, but this one user apparently got really <laughs> confused about that. And her name is Weenie Bopper. She gave it one star. <laughs> it says un-American blanket. <laughs> Sick. I prefer, Thank you, Weenie Bopper. I prefer Christian, Christian blankets. I do not sport the religious <laughs> values of this product. <laughs> Weenie Bopper is the only true American patriot left. Like, he's the last one how do you think she got to this page like did you think she just searched Amazon for like Muslim I think she just yeah <laughs> she typoed it and just found all these or, Muslim it probably autocorrected holy shit there's a whole line of them <laughs> <laughs> they're taking over honey, first on country honey, get in here. blankets honey get in here I'm getting mad not even our toddlers can rest easy 
Beverly, give me back that keyboard. <laughs> no! <laughs> I prefer Christian blankets. Blankets of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what I need. I'm going through the rest of her reviews, and every other review she has is safety seal broke and had to discard since there are no returns. She's a real negative name. <laughs> every fucking review is the same thing. Oh, here we go. I found another one. Man, for a blanket for toddlers, there's not a lot of toddlers reviewing it. <laughs> <There's>, yeah. <laughs> Coincidence? Where you at, toddlers? <laughs> Such an unchristian blanket. You know what I fucking hate is whenever I bring a blanket into my... And I'm a pretty uh, blanket-welcoming individual. But when a blanket starts pushing its religious agenda on me, I draw the fucking line, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's overstepping its boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta worry about it whispering like anti-semitic messages in my toddler's ear all night while it sleeps <laughs> this is not what I go to Amazon for dear Jeff Bezos you idiot <laughs> <laughs>